0: to the 21 minutes or less podcast today we are going to be talking about cognitive distortions um i don't know about any of y'all but i hear about these a lot just you know being an intern as a therapist and a lot of my clients who have anxiety or depression definitely are experiencing some of these so we're gonna get into them a little bit um Nikki, you can start off what's your favorite one that you do
1: okay so before um I tell you my, well, it's not my favorite one. Girl, <laughs> but I'm going to tell the most often. <laughs> Exactly. I'm going to tell you the two I do the most often. But before I get into that, I just wanted to go ahead and list the 10 just in case, um, you know, our listeners may not know what they are. So, of course, cognitive distortions is negative emotions or thinking patterns. So, you always hear people saying they want to manifest or think positive. Well, this is the opposite of that. So, a uh, one is all or nothing thinking, two is overgeneralization, three is mental filter, four is discounting the positive. positive, five is jumping to conclusions, six is magnification, seven is emotional reasoning, eight is should statements, nine is labeling, and 10 is personalization and blame. So out of these, I do a few, but um, the two that I'm going to talk about is mental filter and I would say emotional reasoning. So mental filter, what is that? So that's like when you pick one single negative detail and you just think about it constantly. So um, hypothetically... I give a presentation, the presentation overall went well. And then my professor will say, oh, you should have done this differently or you can do this better. So instead of thinking about, you know, maybe the A that I received and the overall presentation being almost perfect, I'm thinking about those little details over and over and kind of like, saying, Oh, I should have did this, I should've did that when in reality it's kind of like those are just things you need to improve on. It's not necessarily something that you should dwell about, if that makes sense. For sure.
0: Yeah. I definitely um have gotten better with that. Uh just because, you know, I try to focus on the positive now. Mm-hmm. And that's actually too that's discounting the positive as well. And you can have multiple cognitive distortions at once. So Um, I can definitely relate to just mentally filtering out, you know, all the good things and focusing on the bad things. But lately, I don't feel like I've done that. It took a lot of practice to get to that point. But I just have too much positive things going on to just manifest the negative things. Because whether you think about it or not, I mean, whether you realize it or not, when you think about negative things, you manifest the nose. Because Mm -hmm. what we think attracts, like, it comes to us. So if we're thinking about negative stuff, then that's what's going to come to us. So I just try to not think about negative stuff ever.
1: Yes. And I I also notice that, too, like when we think about our past, sometimes we can kind of get caught up on the negative stuff that happened in our past. When nine times out of ten, there was more positive than negative, but we kind of like dwell on, dwell on those bad things. So, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely need to do better in that area. So, the other one is emotional reasoning. So, I think I'm a very rational person, but lately I have been emotional. <laughs> mm. I think a lot of us have been kind of emotional with 2020 going on. I don't know what's going on in the air or whatever, Corona. but <laughs> that's what's in the air coronavirus. <laughs> Yes, but uh, I have been really, really emotional lately, and you know you have to be careful with your emotions because your emotions are fickle. Like they come and they go. It doesn't mean that what you're feeling is you know your actual reality. It's just yeah. a a moment in time, and you know that emotion can be there today and go in the next, you know, twenty four hours. So you have to be careful, especially when it comes to decision making. Mm. So uh, you don't ever want to make uh irrational decision based off your emotions at that time especially if it can affect you um in a you know a longevity or long-term way of mm-hmm. something that like a short-term feeling so
0: yeah i definitely had to learn to control that one um on twitter like people would say something and it just throw my whole day off and i would just be really mad or irritated and I just going off and I just realized like they make me look just as crazy as them when I respond to crazy stuff or it's gonna like I just felt like I was doing a disservice to all the people that said nice stuff and just being supportive to so just focus on the negative things mm. that one or two or eight people might say and it's like I'm giving them emotion like it's only happening I'm only responding to this because I'm emotional about it because I feel some type of way I feel hurt or I feel uh threatened or I feel like I'm fearful of what people might think based off what they said so I definitely try to control my emotions it's still a work in progress but you know our feelings to get the best of us sometimes and we won't be able to control them. So that's why I'm trying to learn how to control them now because, you know, that can land you honestly in a lot of trouble like later on in life um, with the law, which your significant other. But, yeah, I think it's, again, a work in progress that you got to continually, like, be aware of to start changing. Yes. Especially since it's a cognitive distortion because 99% of the time, this is, all this stuff is not happening out loud mm-hmm. or in real life. It's all in our head. So you got to be really, really, really strong minded to be able to start, you know, reframing some of those cognitive distortions and thinking about it from a lot more positive way.
1: Yeah. Speaking of positive ways, I think a positive way that you can kind of, you know, try to combat this emotional reasoning is maybe going for a run or exercising or meditating or. Listening into some affirmations or something just to get your mind out of that, um, you know, that negative state Mm -hmm. until you can feel better. Because once you start feeling better, you start attracting more positive things. And then, of course, if you think negative, then, of course, those negative, everything is going to feel annoying. Everything is going to irritate you. Everything is going to be like (laughs) it's the end of the world when in actuality that's just your world. Everybody else's world is going perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of like you have control over if you're going to have a bad day or not based off your thinking and your
0: emotions and what you think about. The most important words are the ones you study yourself. Right. So if you feel like, you know, I'm, I feel guilty because of this and this and this, you're going to start manifesting guilty thoughts and guilty mm-hmm. actions. You're going to start moving different. If you manifest that, oh, I feel really, really great about this. I'm happy about it. I'm excited. That's what you're gonna get. So, just change your, you know, emotional reactions to things, and they can have a big impact. Definitely.
1: And just to throw in some spiritual, you know, pray. I know uh, people always say manifesting, but what what do you think prayer is? That's the same thing. You're you're still uh, manifesting through prayer. So if if you want to pray and talk to God and, you know, <laughs> get that spiritual feedback or spiritual guidance, do that as well.
0: Facts. Um, For me, the ones I think I do the most is probably jump into conclusions, first of all. And it's two different ways to jump to conclusions. And I do them both is um mind telling i mean mind reading so basically just thinking you can read somebody mind and assuming whatever for them and then the other one is fortune telling so that's basically just being able to like see the future or be like well this is gonna happen um after this and this and this and again i really had to like start noticing more when i do these to be able to stop them um just as an example i was texting this dude the other day and I figured out that he gave me a text now number. So I was like, I just started tripping. I'm like, yeah, uh, you you got a bitch. That's why you gave me a text now number because you're trying to text me on the side. So I just started mind reading, jumping to conclusions, like fortune telling, like, oh, you're trying to play me, you on some sneaky shit, like just lose my number. But it's like, I jumped to conclusions because when we initially start talking, It was, like, for him to learn about Forex or whatever. So, he was like, you know, people be scamming. I didn't want to give you my real number right away if I didn't think it was legit. So, it's just like, you never know what, you know, what somebody's motives is or why they doing stuff. So, I actually, I read this book. Well, I listened to it on audio. But it's a book. It's called The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements is that you should not be making assumptions.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Jumping to conclusions is making assumptions. 100%. 100%. So I started to become more mindful of that and that was literally like yesterday or two days ago, y'all. So this is still a work in progress. I was texting this person earlier this week, jumping to conclusions and it just it, it ended quick. It just was <laughs> like well, I assumed that you was trying to play me so I'm just going to end it. But whole time, he could have been a good person
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he could have been, you know, worthy and valuable and whatever. He probably could have learned about Forex, but I just didn't even want to waste time trying to figure out, like, if you had a bitch, if you was playing, you know, what? why did you give me this text now number? Why you didn't trust me to have your real number? And it was just like, when I got the answer, I was like, oh, this is not what I thought. But I would already acted a fool, so let me just exit. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, my reading is deadly. I'm not going to lie, because that means you whatever. You just thinking people think whatever. Everybody. <laughs> Yes, so definitely don't do that, y'all. Um, on
1: any level, whether it's relationships with it at a job, uh, networking, anything you don't ever want to yeah. like jump to conclusions because what you're thinking could be like the total opposite. And the best way to not jump to conclusions is to ask questions, just communicate mm-hmm. and ask questions, and then you are going to get the answer, whether it's the answer you want or the answer you don't want. But at least you would know instead of
0: just assuming. Yes, like, yes, especially with bosses, too. I used to be scared to ask for days off. Like, I don't know why. I don't know. I just always felt like I would wait till the last minute and then need a day off. (laughs) So I'd just be like, oh, yeah, they're not going to give it to me or they're going to be mad I asked so late. And then whole time they understand. They don't even care. They like, okay, bet. I know you in college. I know you got this going on. Cool. Especially because I didn't ask a lot. So mm-hmm. it would be like, girl, you ain't went nowhere at three, four months. Yeah. Like go ahead. Enjoy yourself. So you really just gotta get that courage. I'm not gonna lie. It starts with courage. A lot of times we are fearful. That's why we give an answer for people. I even uh I even say too when I start doing Forex. Like, I didn't I didn't want to ask a lot of people. Like, they first tell you when you get in, like, you know, ask your immediate uh, family and friends. I wasn't asking nobody because I just jumped to conclusions and read their mind, like, they're not going to be interested or mm-hmm. they're not going to want to pay the fee or they probably going to think this is a scam. But it's like, if I don't ask those people, it's like I'm never going to be able to expand my network mm-hmm. and grow in the business. So it's like, you just got to, it's fear. You got to be... Courageous and be bold and just be okay with rejection. Yeah. And I think that's what it is, just getting comfortable with getting uncomfortable.
1: Exactly.
0: I definitely agree. So what's one other one that you think you do a lot? Oh, definitely the overgeneralization. Like one bad thing could go wrong in a day. I'm like, oh no, this is a bad day. <laughs> like that one bad thing made me feel like, ugh, this day horrible. Now, the day really going to be horrible because I'm thinking about it as a horrible day instead of that one situation was horrible. Um, Even with people, too, you know, your friend flaw. I'm going to just assume the whole friend group flaw. Like, I'm going to overgeneralize it to everybody. And, yeah, it's like I got to work on that because, you know, everybody is individual. Every situation is individual. And when you start to overgeneralize things too broadly you start to pick up some things that don't even fit in the category. Yes. And it's like, that's where the distortion comes in. You you want us to say all and every, and it's just one mm-hmm. or two. And
1: it it's so funny that we do that because you learn in college and in school that you have to have data to back up what you're saying. <laughs> you, yeah. got, you have to have, like some explanation so to overgeneralize without having facts and data and statistics and stuff to, to back it up is kind of like okay this is an opinion this is not fact this is just yeah. your opinion about <laughs> <laughs> what it is that you are thinking right now and definitely everyone everyone has an opinion mm-hmm. and everyone feels like their opinion is valid and I think that can definitely distort reality a little bit.
0: I just feel like all of these affect your self-esteem. Because you start to personalize things or generalize things or jump to conclusions. And at the end of the day, it only hurts you. Yes. Like, it just all hurts your self-esteem. Let's say going back to um the overgeneralization, you know. You get rejected. You you shooting shots in the DMs. You get rejected by one person. Now your self esteem, well, like, you feel like, oh my gosh, like all these girls gonna reject me. All these dudes, whatever. And it's just like you hurting your self esteem, assuming that when you could just keep shooting, yeah, and see for yourself that somebody's gonna bite mm-hmm. eventually.
1: Especially as an
0: entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I mean. Fear of rejection
1: is, like, that's at the top of your mind when you're trying to make a sale, when you're trying to do outreach to people, you're thinking, oh, man, nobody's going to reply or no one's going to purchase my product or service when it's not true. Every niche in every industry has a tribe. So you just have to find your tribe and buy with them and,
0: you know, and the people will come. And I think, too, we try to, um, when we do get that rejection or re- or whatever, we think that people going to be out here talking about us or, yes. like, telling their friends, like, oh, <laughs> this person tried to sell me something today. Do you know how much stuff we get sold every day and we say no and we go about our business? Yes. Like, people coming up to our doors trying to get us, get, get our lines mowed. No, thank you. You think they sitting here thinking about us saying no? <laughs> they gotta keep knocking on doors to get to the house that's saying yes because somebody saying yes they gonna hit a lawnmower down the street, more your neighbor's grass. Exactly. Just and nobody you don't go in your house and start talking about oh this Mexican dude thought I was <laughs> finna get my grass cut by him. I'm like no, we don't care after about a good five seconds. So it's like, it's just, I don't know why, it's just the um. It's going fear. back to the mental filter too, yeah. dwelling on that one rejection or d- dwelling on that one no. I love a good no. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, I love a good no now. Like, I used to didn't think about it like that, but when you just get to a certain point in business or in life, and it's like, you know, things are flowing, whether you want it to be as quickly as you want it or not, but it's like you can't even be ungrateful about the no's, just like, keep going to get those yeses and it's going to be way more rewarding.
1: Oh yes, Speaking of which we I have an example for us. Mhm. Um cause we, Oh, the email. Yes, the email <laughs> we received. Okay, so um we have been reaching out to people to be speakers on our podcast and um w- one potential speaker gave us feedback on um you know, during outreach or whatever. She she said that she didn't like cold calling and that it should be more personable and you know we should have introduced ourselves before doing the acts and i was like you know that's good feedback let's you know let's take that into consideration and do that moving forward it just it just seemed interesting because we haven't had any issues before that you know Mm -hmm. when we reach out to people and we um ask them you know if they want to be a, a guest, they either say, you know, not at this time, or they say yes, and they um, want to be a part of our podcast. So for her to take the time out to even give us feedback, because she could have just ignored the email. She could have just igno- ignored it. We wouldn't, wouldn't have known why she didn't reply or anything. But she took the time out her day to give us feedback on what we could work on. And I could have took that in a negative light. But I did it. I was like, okay, this is something, an uh, area that we can work on. This is what we need to do to make it more personable um, when we um do outreach to people. So, yeah.
0: That's the key. You can't personalize nothing. I think that was another agreement in the four agreements book I read reading. But it was like, don't make assumptions and don't take nothing personal. Absolutely. You can't. Everything is a learning opportunity. It is. Alright, so we're about to wrap up. But you know, make sure if y'all feel like, oh, any of these resonated with me, go research them. Go look up Cognitive distortions, see which ones you do, see how you can get over them. Honestly, therapy is a great way to start. Like, you know, I'm not trying to push it on anyone, but this is what I talk about a lot with a lot of my clients and just figuring out how can we get over these. Um, but yeah, make sure y'all go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 21 Minutes or Less and follow us on YouTube at twenty-one minutes or less podcast. And then go follow our personal pages. Mine is Keisha Milana. And mine is Butterfly, Miss Ms. Butterfly
1: M I S S.
0: Miss Butterfly Twenty One. Miss
1: Butterfly Twenty One. See I'm gonna think about this later. I'm gonna be <laughs> like, listen, how you not know your own Instagram?
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. That's why it's two of us. We a good team. but we are gonna see y'all on the next episode and try not to overthink nothing. All right, have a good one, y'all.